And breaking news is, of course, Craig Moore here with Peter Grant and Paul Cooney. Craig, it is you who's here. We'll talk about Rangers in a moment yes. or two after the 2-2 draw with PSV. You were there. You'll be there next Wednesday. And by this time next week, Peter, we will know the draw for the Champions League. Celtic are there and we're still hoping that Rangers will be there too. And one week before that, Celtic looking to make the squad even bigger. They are close to agreeing a deal to sign a £6 million rated player from Ruben Kassan. He's a winger, Sead Haksabanovic. What do you think, Peter? Why another player? And good news if it happens. I'm glad you said his name, Paul. <laughs> Not me, but um, no, listen... What it really tells you, I think, that players must be going out. You know, they're wanting to cover in the areas. Celtic have got that beauty knowing they're already in the Champions League, you know, so they'll need the players throughout the season. As we keep talking about, it's a strange year because yep. of the World Cup and whatever, with injuries and whatever. So you have to make sure you've got a backlog of players and you can't just bring players in and hope that we join in right away. So you'll not want to take somebody in at Christmas or whatever. So you want to have a group of players that you know you're going to go through the season with and that's what they're trying to do, I think. Does this mean some players will be going? For example, Mikey Johnson has been mentioned. And what about James Forrest? Well, maybe James realises now maybe he's not going to play as many games. He's had a lot of injury problems, unfortunately, for James. I know he signed a new contract, but maybe James is... It suits James maybe just having less games. Mm -hmm. It may be, be more benefit for Celtic if he plays less games in the respect to that. Mikey sleep uh, completely different. I've always said that he needs to go out and play games. It's a time now that he's got to go and get a full season of playing matches and God willing he can stay clear of injury and show the type of player that he can be. We're monitoring that one tonight. There's 14 days and five hours in the window, but not in Scotland now, Craig. It's gone back 24 hours here. So we are Friday, September the 2nd in Scotland. James yeah. Foss been an amazing player. Um, but the winger from Ruben Kassan, he was £6 million last year, I know, from uh, no shopping. Yeah, no, must be must be a handy player, um, as Peter's touched on there. I think the amount of games that Celtic are going to be involved in this season, you're talking 60-plus games. So, therefore, the, the strength and depth is very much needed. Um, you know, touched on, on Forrest and uh, has great experience, uh, an unbelievable winner, um, so many trophies, and obviously very good in the dressing room. With those amount of games, he can be used, uh, you know, for the 25, 30 games. Is he happy with that? He would seem to be. Mikey Johnson, for me, as a footballer, you need to go and play, son. Uh, maybe that's that yeah. time to go and do that. Absolutely. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. What are you thinking tonight, Celtic fans? One week away from the Champions League draw. But at the weekend, you'll be thinking about the game with Hearts on Sunday. Rangers in action Saturday lunchtime, no matter what Ali was saying, and we all really like Ali <laughs> McCoyce, but he got that one wrong, didn't he? Because Rangers would want to play this weekend against Hibs. Right, Rangers yeah. in a second or two. Before that, Hearts are playing tonight, of course, in Zurich in the Europa League qualifier. Mm -hmm. Huge uh, week for them, this game, and then back at Tynecastle. And uh, Craig, you've got first look at the Hearts team. I do. I have the starting 11 here, and it's very, very strong, I must say. We've got Gordon in goals. Uh, Kingsley, Halkett, Herring, Grant, Shankland, Atkinson, Devlin, Rolls, Mackay and Cochrane. So very strong starting 11 for what is a very, very big match for Hearts tonight. Mac subs. Yeah, the subs are, am I on for this? Stuart yes. and Smith, Boyce, Mackay, Stephen, Halliday, Forrest, Nielsen, Sibick, Henderson, Smith and Janelli. Josh Janelli, who scored, strong of course, at the weekend, isn't it? Peter? Well, well, what you see is yeah. most of his attackers on the bench. Yeah. So he's going there, Robbie's wanting to make sure they're still in the tie. And I think we spoke about Rangers a couple of weeks ago, maybe thinking should, we could have went with that extra midfield player. The fact that they've left Boyce out, Forrest out, guys have got that exciting talent uh, to attack. And he's went with a more defensive side. And I think that's 
probably the best way to go in a European tie, but especially these double-headers now, when the goals, away goals don't count. So I think it's an important game for them. Who's really impressed you? Grant got the goal at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah now nah, look, he, and he, he didn't get the start the first game of the season, but he'd come in um, and, and done well and has been able to keep his position from then. Look, Shanklin's govern- has given him a, a different a different type up there. We touched on Boyce, who's who's, who's great from the bench. Kai Rolls, I've got to give the Aussie boy a mention. He's come in and, and done um, a decent job. This is a really good opportunity, I think, for Hearts tonight. FC Zurich have not started well this season. Five games in, yet to get a victory. So, great opportunity for Hearts. We can't have another Motherwell or a Dundee United, Peter, can we? Because... No, it's not great for the Scottish game if that happens, of course. I think it's important, but, you know, Hearts have been a little while outside Europe. You know, going to Zurich, as we can say, there's no easy ties in European football. They can surprise you. And I know what it's like to know to win in five games at the start of the season. You're always desperate to try and get that victory. You know, the players feel that nervousness. They maybe look at a European tie, somebody a different type of fixture, maybe suit Zurich. But the way Hearts have started the season, they've proven a lot of people have scored a lot of goals. They've been exciting to watch. Shanklin's come in, as I say, because of the system suits them. We talk about players, you know, coming in and having that dry period or whatever, but the system suited them with playing with the back three, and it means they can keep two forwards up the pitch. And Lawrence is better that when he's got two people up the pitch with him. But Robbie's playing that wee bit, KJ a wee bit more cage. But Kingsley's a big player for them. He's done exceptionally well, whatever he's played for them. We'll keep you up to date in the second hour because the game kicks off at six o'clock just outside Zurich. Craig Moore. Paul Cooney, Peter Grant here, the top team. We were joking about that last night with Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson. That's everybody. Oh, I know. They looked a bit miffed last night when I said, we've got the top team tomorrow night. Right, let's take a quote. Well, I want to talk about Rangers in a minute or two because how are they preparing for the weekend and more importantly, the match next week. But we've got a Celtic fan on the line, Sean from Govan. Hi, Sean. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hi, Sean. Yeah, good, pretty buoyant. What about yourself? I don't know, but I just thought of a match before this. That's a good ticket for me. I listen to it me back hand, so it's good man. To go on. First time calling. Great to hear you, Sean. So, what are you thinking about Celtic? So, I've had a wee look, obviously, on Twitter and the analytics. I thought the analytics is for the football for the Scottish League. Mm-hmm. And with his signing, a lot of people are saying that he's a winger, right? He may be a winger by trade. So, what I've said, he's been mostly deployed as, like, behind the face. And he's for the stats, obviously don't go with the analytics if you're a normal football fan. But from the for the stats and that I've seen that he's very, very good. But if bringing him into put behind the there's no more limited space he can play, obviously that's where a right league group is sitting now. So nobody's dropped O'Reilly or certain places like that, but things are sorted. But my opinion with Right, not the best line. We'll try and get you back on. Peter and um, plays off the striker. I think nowadays you, you look at you talk about the top teams you go to Liverpool first and, you, yeah. and they've probably changed it a little bit this year but they've always played with the front three they've been able to play in any of the front three positions and you're getting that way forward they're forwards now they're not strikers they're not right wingers they're not left wingers you're getting all these guys that can play in any of the positions because it's easy to be marked now because top players they're physically good they can go and mark if you stand in one area all the time that's what they're quite comfortable with but if somebody can change position you've seen it be we have the argument every week about Jota playing on the right hand side Miedo on the left I like Abada on the right and I like Jota on the left and I love Miedo because of what he gives the team you know but they can all play different positions you'd probably say Giacomacus is probably the one that's stationary more that he wants to play through the middle and that's where his strength is but I think you've got all that mixture and I think now you, you buy a forward. I think that's what you would yeah. say now. Instead, you say, well, they're buying a winger. And I agree, analytics are great for certain things. 
you know, the bottom line is if you want a winger who crosses the ball, that's what you go and try and see. You know, that's what you want to see. How many crosses again, blah, blah, blah. If it's a goal scorer, how many goals does he score? But I think now the modern day, you've got to look at a lot more of the picture because they play in the different areas and sure. because they play as a one-up front at times. Craig? Yeah, no, I think, look, Tommy Rogic, we know the type of player that Tommy was. Yeah. And I guess if, if any player was someone that liked to play just off a striker, although they did have him on the right so he could, he could mm-hmm. come in on his left. So I can see... I can see the point of Sean in terms of um, you know the the way that he's thinking. They haven't probably replaced a Rogic in, yeah. in, in that type of position, so so maybe he is a player that can fill that kind of role. But outside of that, I agree with Peter. Um, you know, normally your attacking players now do cover the front three areas. Um, you know, the, the the days of wingers, wingers, yeah, yeah, is kind of changed, hasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, the, that, the positions on the pitch have completely changed. You know, people play don't play with centre forwards anymore. Yeah. You know, some will like to get back. And, you, and you'll see some of the games now that they're actually playing with two up. We're talking about two minutes ago, but Hearts, saying about Boyce and Shanklin, mm. they're as probably close to a player as you'll get, you know, because of the way they play. But it suits them because they, they end up playing with wing-backs. If they're playing with a back four, Robbie would probably play an extra midfield player. Sean, as a Celtic fan, how do you feel about the strength of the squad and the start to the season that your team have? Three games, three wins. I am happy with it. I was strength of the squad. I was worried about everybody keeps saying about sitting midfielder but then Captain McGregor does a very good job of that because mm. he is, he's, a, he's a talented player there's no denying he is a very good player mm. if he's the sixth of the eight but there's no like if you bring somebody else in to push Callum McGregor up like for a sitting midfielder then you're losing out in either a hat or a daily so I'm happy now mm-hmm. like with the squad I'm with the squad to get to the Christmas time like to the, to the January I'm happy with it and what about um, Jota and that goal at the weekend I got a few Rangers friends and I always have the argument I always have to be big I think he's better than Kevin but they're both very very good players Jota's just he's, Jota's constantly doing it every single game Sean listen call again would you that'd be great to hear you again it's not the best line but we've absolutely got your point uh, and thanks for calling the Go Radio Football Show Cheers, Sean. Um, Ryan Kent is he fully fit? I'd like to think so. Mm. Um, I know you can have a... I mean, he had a, a, a slight knock, didn't he, that kept him out of yeah. a, a game, yeah. but he, he he's done a pre-season. Um, I mean, I know that some players maybe take a little bit longer to get up to speed mm. in terms of the matches and what have you, but I think every player at this stage is is now fit. Mm. The, the the issue that you have with Ryan Kent is nobody will ever doubt his, his talent and ability. It's the consistency. And if that consistency was there... I'm a strong believer that he would no longer be at Rangers. He would already already be down in the Premiership. So I think that that, that is, I guess, the not criticism. Yeah, it is criticism. Yeah. That's what he needs to bring to his game, that level of consistency that has been a little bit up and down. Well, I think we spoke about it many times in here. You look at the Dortmund game last year, I think away from home was the best I'd ever seen him playing. Masterclass. Uh, masterclass, but in and out of possession. Yeah. You know, he worked both ways. I think that was very important. And especially the way we're talking about systems now, if you're going to play with an attacking player in that area of the pitch, he has to work back to help. Mm-hmm. There is no getting away from that. You watch the best teams. You, why is PSG no one the Champions League? They're fantastic players, mm-hmm. but you can't have three of them standing up the pitch. You know, even though they're three unbelievable <laughs> players. But you cannot. It's very, very difficult to play against anybody when you've got three players standing up the pitch. It's hard enough with one getting left up the pitch and probably that was more than my own criticism the other night there because I look at Kolak and I think he works extremely hard for the team but at times I felt like he could have dropped five yards when Rangers were defending just drop that five yards but he to doesn't. do that link no because the, he was sort of marking the two centre halves yeah. 
And I think then that's when Rangers got overrun a little bit because the number six had got on the ball a little bit. So it drags you out of position and they were finding the spaces between the lines and in between the full-backs and the centre-halves and the wide players. And I thought that was a wee bit of an area that Rangers couldn't get domination where they usually have. You know, and I think that was probably the only thing. And it's not because Kolak wasn't working so hard because he was chasing everywhere across the back line. But I thought he could have dropped at times maybe that five or six yards, especially in his own half when the ball when Rangers were defending. Craig, you're going to be there next week. Yeah. What's got to change? What are they working on just now? This time last night, Barry Ferguson said they'll be working on the the defence of the set pieces. It was unlike Rangers, wasn't it? They're a taller yeah. team, but there's ways to combat it. No, well, I mean, look, I mean, they had a, they had a tough day, first mm. uh, day of the season against Newblay, Livingston. Yeah. Um, teams that have been direct um, and then we're talking set plays and we're talking about even when PSV is as great as football that they do play when they went forward and they were direct to Dion yep. Rangers struggled with it um, you know maybe not winning that that first duel uh, and then the flick on and you know the wide players then not necessarily being wide but coming in and making good forward runs from the inside cause real problems um, so that's something that I think that Rangers need to deal with a lot better set plays also I mean um, you know, the zone defending, look, people have, have got their take on it. I'm not a huge fan of a hybrid model, but you got to – space doesn't score goals. Players do. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm a great believer in that as well, but I've got to look at the manager's point of view. Davis wasn't fit for, obviously, for the game. Ben, yeah. ben Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't fit for the game. So he brings a little bit more height to them, mm-hmm. you know. I think Gio maybe have to change the shape and maybe go with three at the back for that particular reason. It's still not a defensive three in the respect that you're defending because I think the young beats any of them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the problem that Rangers hit was the next but because I thought there were spaces between the full-backs and the centre-back. I mean, you see Tavania running out, trying to cut the pass out, and the boys done a fantastic reverse pass. I mean, it was bad defending, and John McLaughlin's had to make a great save. Great save, wasn't it? You know, but that's sometimes when you can play with that three, that gives you that extra bit of cover. But for me, this time, it would be height because... People say San's not the biggest. He isn't the biggest, so it was easy for De Jong. But he was going over to Goldstone and beating him in there yeah. and giving him a hard time. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think maybe that extra body there to keep you in the game, still having your attackers, mm-hmm. because you can still have your attacking players up the pitch, but they have to do a defensive job for you. So maybe be that 5-4-1 and breaking from there, but it also gives you that extra body. And some people think it's over the defensive. For me, I think you get more out of your attackers because you've got that more freedom. Craig? Yeah, yeah and I just look, in possession, I think that Rangers, they need to be braver. Uh, in my opinion, because it's, it's all well and good having good possession at the back and, and, and along, yeah. you know, sideways. And then same, you know, for, for periods, Rangers had good spells in the middle of the park. But I'd like to see a little bit more posit- positivity, getting the ball forward, balls around corners, all of a sudden breaking lines, and then you start to get at a back four. And then I think you can start to hurt any team. Uh, and, and PSV, uh, I've got to say, um, you know, for all the European games and the run that Rangers have had, they've probably been the team that, have handled it best. Um, I don't think that at any stage Rangers really had PSV on the ropes. Um, and, and when Rangers had that opportunity on the goalkeeper era, Wright has an, op- uh, an opportunity and he's looking to cut things back. Tessa goalkeeper, he's been rattled. He's just thrown one yeah. in. Scottish Tessa weather goalkeeper. Well. Scottish yep. weather. <laughs> we said that last night. Why didn't they test the keeper more? Yeah, no, listen, I'm sure the manager will be saying all that. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And I, I, as you say, you can still talk about systems. That You can still play Kent in a little bit. And whether it's Barisic on the left side, he can get him down the side of the pitch anyway because that's his strength is going forward. I think, as I spoke about last week, I think Kent's sometimes too 
much out in the line and people say then Barisic doesn't get forward he doesn't get forward well there's no space for him to go mm. forward you know and I think that would allow that let Kent not come in and play because you don't want to be overloaded in the middle of the pitch and I think with good players and then that gives you that pass when you've got possession if you've got players like Kent who can receive it on that half turn in there and then they can go and be direct but if they're standing out in the touchline full backs are quite happy that they don't want to be dragged in and whatever and I think it creates more space and maybe that's something the manager will look at if he's got the opportunity to have another centre half and something that they look it's not it's not new to Kent I mean it's exactly the way that he played under Gerrard you know they're, they're wide players they weren't wide players they were playing in the yeah. pitch which yeah. allowed the full backs um, both sides to, to, to probably at most times be the most attacking players yeah. Absolutely. So much to talk about. Will we talk about Morellas? Maybe after the break, he didn't feature at all. Mm-hmm. What does it tell us? Because this time last week, just over a week ago, we were saying, well, Morellas, will he be fit to start? He'll yep. come on at some time and he didn't. Craig, what are you thinking? What's the inside word on Alfredo Morellas? I think you've you've got a striker in Cholak that's scoring goals. Um, is that the manager saying that? Because that's what he said, basically. I know, but that's basically what he said when he was uh, asked... Um, no sign of Morales. Well, I think Antonio played really well. You know, and you don't want to change him to bring him on. I think Antonio was in the game. He was he was fighting. He was he was giving pressure. He was dangerous. He was strong. So, I know we have five five substitutes, but you know sometimes you want to to sub when you want to change something or or get some freshness in. And for me, I think Antonio didn't need that. So yeah. Now look, I think one thing that that Cholak definitely does, and I, I would say probably even a little bit too much. Yeah. Is he does too he does too much work. Right. Uh, I think at times he can be a little bit cuter uh, in terms of you know defensively and, mm-hmm. and also when he he wants to sometimes go out and work channels and stuff like that. Stay more central. Mm-hmm. Um, occupy those two centre halves. You know he, he takes up good positions on shoulders for yep. delivery. At the same time he's big enough and strong enough to be able to link up if need be. Um, but Morelos is not getting a siding at this moment in time because Cholak has has come in like you would you would want from any new player that comes in as in particular a striker and he scored goals um, so you know Gio's as he said there he's, he's quite happy and Morelos is, have, is going to have to work a lot harder to try and um, you know get that starting jersey and I think that's a good thing I would rather not talk about Morelos because people think I'm a critical I, I don't think he works as hard you know I don't think he's obviously fit but also the other night there tactically it's the wrong decision to put him on at that particular time because he's not played many games Cholak's not burnt out because he's still chasing and closing and Rangers are still in the tie you know you change a striker sometimes to get a goal but you've got to remember it's not the two goals rule now you know oh, for yeah, away true. from home yeah. so that's yeah. very important mm-hmm. so they're going over there just needing the victory that's what Rangers are needing mm-hmm. just the victory whereas if you go on and you end up losing the game through what did the manager throw another striker on for and we've all been there when you've made the decisions but I, I think the manager made the right call the other night there because if Morelos is fit if it's this, put it the second leg and needed a goal I think there's absolutely no doubt but then that comes down to the fitness of him you know everybody ask, keeps asking the questions we've not got the, the answers to the questions because we don't trim him everybody, but everybody talks about his fitness levels is not good enough if you've got questions 0808 17 17 700 the top team Craig Moore and Peter Grant and we're on the socials at Go Football Show
the Go Radio Football Show. It's Thursday night, European action tonight. Hearts in action at uh, six in Zurich. We've got Peter Grant and Craig Moore, who both played for Celtic and Rangers and many other clubs as well. <laughs> and uh, international-wise, it's the World Cup coming. Are you going to the World Cup? Because John Hartson was in the other night. He's off to the World Cup. Is He'll he, be in is Qatar. He, is he jumping on the, yeah, uh, the, on the wagon? He <laughs> sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, not I'm maybe one. not as keen because it's not, it's not our first one, you know. Okay. Like uh, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you used to it now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Like I says, I mean, the, the World Cup, obviously, you know, a lot of the league's yeah. stopping. Yeah. I think everyone's going to enjoy the World Cup. It's going to be very different, of course, because th there's going to be that break, November into December, and then back into it. will be different. We'll see what's going to I happen. What Santa's going to do, Paul? Indeed, right? I know. Yeah. Well, we'll all be back playing again. I'm more yeah. interested in Santa. Uh, yeah, you get excited. <laughs> Don't mention Christmas. Not until at least... Uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, 700. We gave you the Hearts team. Let's uh, talk Celtic again. Mark is on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Mark. Hey, Paul, how are you? Yeah, I think evening, we're pretty Mark. good tonight. Yeah. Good. Craig as well. We're just trying to see what you think for next week and what changes Rangers will make. Because, Mark, as a Celtic fan, how would you feel about Rangers being in the Champions League as well next Thursday in the draw? <laughs> well, that's honest, <laughs> Craig. Ah, I mean, obviously. Well, I, 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 just purely from a, a selfish financial yeah. standpoint, I mean, the Rangers, if they make it to the Champions League, are obviously in for more money, and then it puts them in a position to strengthen better in, in the transfer market. So that, that's that's the only place that's coming from. But of course, from a Scottish yeah. football point of view, of course, you want you want all the all the top teams to be in it. Sure. I think you'd get that in any big rivalry, Craig, wouldn't you? That, it's normal. you know, yeah, it's exactly. Normal. Yeah. You know, you've got an opportunity to, mm. to put a bigger gap between yourselves and your, and your main rival. I can understand. Um, I'm obviously on the other side. Sure. <laughs> I'd, yeah. love to, I'd love to see yeah. Rangers get to the, cha the Champions League. Work's cut out because it's going to be a really tough game uh, away. But I think, you know, the way Rangers, at least they need to go and win the game. You know what, yeah, you, have to, you, know what yeah. you have to do. So it's going to take a brave and positive performance and they need to be at their best but they're up against a very good team will they do it? I think it's going to be extremely tough right okay extremely tough I'm not saying that they can't do no. it but at the moment I would I would definitely say that PSV are favourites for this okay. match we'll come back on that in the next 90 minutes or so Mark what's in your mind about Celtic? well um, I'm happy with how the season started but what, I've been thinking recently about the the improvement of Greg Taylor at left back and it's amazing how, you know, that a guy that goes from maybe a year ago and everyone's thinking, oh, he'll do as a stopgap measure, he's wasteful in possession, he's not uh, good enough at the final ball and all these different facets of his game that a lot of people thought weren't good enough and probably myself included. But he's, he finished last season well and he started this season brilliantly and I'm just wondering if Craig or Peter have got any insight on a guy who's not, it's not as if he's a young late teenager, early 20s kind of guy that um, you would expect to come on um, quickly as far as his ability and performance and stuff like that's concerned. So I'm just wondering where do you think it, it comes from in a player that's maybe a wee bit more mature where suddenly he finds a, a, a vast improvement in his game all of a sudden. Peter? No, I'm delighted for him because I was fortunate enough to work with him. Uh, we went to the Toulon tournament. And <laughs> believe it or not, he scored the winner against Brazil. We beat Brazil 1-0. And... Oh. He, uh, he scored the, the winner, fantastic goal, but played exceptionally well in the tournament. He's a fantastic boy. He, he's great round about the group. You know, he's, 
He loves a bit of a laugh and a joke Aye, with everybody. You know, he's that Good. type of yeah. character. Uh-huh. But we've got to remember the position he was playing is completely different last year. He was asked to do as a left back. Usually, left backs are out in the touchline receiving the ball. All of a sudden, they're in midfield with a back to the to play really, uh, where they're receiving it. But he's worked so hard, you know, to try and do that. I think people looked at his stature more than anything else. I, I think, yeah, you're right. Maybe the final ball, nervousness coming to. Which I no disrespect to Coman. Coming to play for the Celtic Rangers is completely different than expectation. You know the season they had with the COVID, all these different things, completely different. And I think he's grown with it. The managers changed it a couple of times. Ben Arabi's come in, and that sometimes puts that frighteners up. You know, you think, well, I want to be playing as well. And he's managed to keep his place, and rightfully so. I thought he was excellent last week at Kilmarnock. You know, he played really well in the game. And the next stage for him is to go and make sure he continues that in the European games. I think that's where physically. We've played against quick and strong players in this. That's a different level in Champions League or Europe, top European games. And I think you can see he's worked at his body and he's in there at Celtic. He's going to try and get stronger. The more games he plays for them, the expectation, you've got to learn to live with that. And I think he's done that exceptionally well because it's very, very difficult to play when you've had a lot of criticism. And I'm speaking from my own point of view in that. It's very, very difficult to play under that and especially the position he plays. And you know what Celtic fullbacks are? They've got to be good defenders. They've got to be fantastic attackers. <laughs> that's yeah. the way they're expected. But he's, I've no doubt his mentality, is ex- that's why he's improved. The coaches have helped him. But his mentality mm-hmm. is the thing that's helped him mature more than anything else. Are you saying, Peter, he's 24, he's five foot nine, so that just doesn't change. Yeah. Do you think in the Champions League his stature could be a factor? Yeah, because I think it's always looked upon and frowned upon. If you were looking at, for instance, you play PSV, where are they going to put De Jong on diagonals? They're going to push him out. Yeah. That's fact. That's going to happen. You know, you see that. So other boys get away. People talk about Carlos was this and that, but Carlos was a bull. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you're talking about all these ones, you know, so they're different um, strings to their bow, really. You know, you can't change your height, you know, so there's going to be a different physical, when that's your body strength and whatever. But you mentioned the shape of his body. The shape he of his body. He's got to go, you've got that's to bulk good. up. You've got yeah. to do that, you know, because at this level now, that's what it is. And that's the next level you're going to. Mm-hmm. Scottish football's hard enough, but then when you get to European level, especially at the Champions League level, yeah. you're talking about top, top quality players who are lightning quick and now wingers are six foot three and six foot four. Sure. Never yeah. mind uh, centre forwards, yeah. you know. Craig? Yeah. Uh, look, I think he's just, look, he's embraced change which sometimes players don't tend to do. Yeah. Um, and he's also, for me, embraced the, the competition. Uh, when you talk about, you know, the competition for the, the left fullback position. But more importantly for me is he's actually shown uh, a huge development and understanding of the role. Uh, and for me, that uh, that's the most important thing because then you see you've got an intelligent player, a coachable player who can... Cause, Last season when he was coming inside into the, the middle of the park where the way that the fullbacks were coming, he, he looked uncomfortable. He looked a little bit uncertain. You look at him for the first goal uh, against Kilmarnock. Mm. Takes a great position, uh, an, an amazing through ball uh, and, and what looked like a pattern that Celtic do day in, day out. So for me, there's a, there's a real growth and understanding of the position. Defensively, look, that's going to be a huge test for, for all of the Celtic team in the Champions League this season because... Clearly, they're a team that love to attack. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to defend in the Champions League, and that's going to be the test in terms of the improvement mm. from last season to this season. That's where I think you'll start to really judge Ange Postacoglu in his progress of this Celtic football well, team. Well, that's one thing yep. I've spoken about quite a lot in here, Paul. Even in pre-season games, I thought they gave up a lot of chances. You know, I think in the European games, Bodo Glimp sticks in my mind constantly. They had a big flying winger who was talking about getting all the moves. 
he just stayed in behind the fullback every time he won it was down the side of Starfield who just ran away with power and pace and that was Bodo Glimpse when you're talking about if you got a Paris Saint-Germain's yep. you know Real Madrid's all these sort of things now you're talking different. a different stratosphere you know what I mean so that's the one thing we have to get better but you listen mm -hmm. That's where you want to play. That's where you want to play that level. Let's bring Mark back in. What do you make about what the guys are saying about Greg Taylor? Yeah, um, I think that makes sense what Craig's saying. It was just a question of getting um, adapting to the role. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a, a, change in, a change in what he was being asked to do more, oh. than, more than anything. Um, but what, what, what obviously concerns me is that although he's, although he's produced the goods domestically, as you say, Europe's another step up entirely. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, um, Ange doesn't seem like the kind of guy that um, is going to adapt his playing style to play in Europe. And I'm just, I've got this horrible fear in the back <laughs> of my head that um, we, might, we might end up with a, you know, if we end up with playing Paris, remember we get beat, it was 7-1 or 0 by Paris Saint-Germain that time. Mm, yep. A PSG, yeah, and, and you worry that um, if we don't have a wee bit of pragmatism, is there a chance that we might get we might get turned over again, or do mm. we just stick to our guns? This is the way we want to play, and that's 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 it. Can I ask you what are you thinking about Maurice Yen scored at the weekend? The Celtic fans are, I think, like the look of him. What do you feel? Yeah, he looks he looks he looks the part. He looks like a, a quality player, um, and uh, you know we we want we want strength in that area. You know, um, I mean. Welsh, Starfield, um, Carter Vickers and Julian are all, you know, particularly Carter Vickers obviously is, is, is phenomenal, but um, we want someone we want someone as good as him next to him. Craig, and Craig that was your, your position. Yeah. Could you see Maurice? Is it too early to say? We haven't seen Starfield uh -huh. apart from briefly yeah. and he scored at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could he be under threat? As in the nah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Look, um, for me, Jens comes in and when you look at him, and sometimes you can look at players, you can see that there's, there's a presence. You know, he, he, he does have a stature about him. Um, he obviously shows a bit of versatility for, for his goal as well, for a big central <laughs> defender, uh, producing, yeah. uh, well, bicycles Bicycle on, the, on the side angle. Yeah. Uh, have, have a bit of that. But, yeah. no, look, he, he's a player that has, has um, like I says, a, a presence, and I think you need that as a, a central defender. It doesn't mean that you have to be the biggest player, but I think just the way that you carry yourself... Um, he does seem to to have that. I think Celtic have got, you know, good cover in that position. Um, but again, we go back over the years and the best teams, you need competition. You need to have that strong depth there because if you've got someone sort of like waiting for that jersey for you making mistakes, I can tell you right now, it brings a better performance week in, week out. Yeah, definitely. But also, we're talking about Rangers. Maybe give Celtic a chance to change their shape a little bit. You know, with the three central backs, centre backs saying they're probably not as good defensively but maybe gives him an opportunity to try that because they have another centre back in the door that, who's mobile Big Moritz I, was, I worked with Moritz as you know so he's very comfortable in possession of the ball you know as you have to be at that level um, but it maybe gives Celtic that the manager's never changed his system but if you look at Manchester City and they obviously worked with the City group and all that Manchester City when they didn't think they were strong enough defensively they started with the back three even under Guardiola, which he didn't do any time probably in Barcelona. But that's the way he started, to try and build that confidence and then add to that all the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely I agree with Mark there that the fact that there's one thing I would like to see is a learning point in the European games, whether it's a change of system, you know, something different, because if you keep playing that way all the time, the better teams will pick you off because the best players see these spaces what you're leaving. My only concern is... Um 
And it's not a concern of how, how Celtic go about their business because I know Ange extremely well. Um, when he did make a change to go back to three with the national team, mm-hmm. it was at the start of a cycle. Um, so I, I would have felt that you possibly would have already seen something um, if they were, were, were potentially going to go to a back three. So for, for me, I probably think that it stays mm-hmm. as it has been. Mark, this time next week, we'll have the draw for the Champions League. So I think we're going to ask every Celtic fan, Rangers <laughs> fans, uh, who do you fancy next week? Everyone is saying Real Madrid, but for you? Well, I was going to say Real Madrid, just because, <laughs> um, <laughs> because you, want, you, want, you want to test yourself against the best. And um, although if we look at the final last year, Liverpool were probably the better team in the final. Real Madrid just had that kind of... Yeah knowledge of you know five guys had already been there and done it and won Champions League finals and they just seem to they just seem to know how to do it and obviously we've not had Real Madrid in, in many a year so it would, it would be nice to get them um, and I don't know if there's any I don't know if Pot 2 if there are yeah. English teams but you always want to get an English team in Pot 2 so that you can test yourself against them and kind of show the English if we can that um, you know there's this perception that, that we're a diddy league or whatever you want you want to get I mean although it puts the finals in you a wee bit to begin with but then you know like when we played Man City under under Brendan Rodgers you know you're looking at them thinking they they were on they were on a 10 game unbeaten run and we're up against them thinking this this could be this could be messy here and we ended up doing ourselves uh, really proud home and away so you know you you, you probably want Real Madrid Real Madrid an English team and then the third the third pot team you're just wanting someone that you think you can get a couple of good results against and and maybe we'll, we'll sneak a second or a third you know Peter would be special a big battle of Britain wouldn't it always is yeah. you know as you say Celtic Park that's where you've got to make your fortress we've said that many times that's, and it is and obviously the fans been there and whatever they are special special occasions and listen, nobody enjoys coming at that intensity. And people can say, that, oh, they play all around the world. Real Madrid playing the Bernabeu and whatever. And it's, it's completely different, you know. It is completely different on the Champions League night. And because the fans have not seen that for a little while as well, you know, it'll be a special occasion, whatever the first one is. Let me throw this at you then for Mark. So he's taken Real Madrid from the first pot. Eintracht Frankfurt, of course, that would have been Rangers, but for a penalty. Mm-hmm. Man City, AC Milan, Bayern Munich, Paris Saint-Germain, Porto Ajax. Pot two that you mentioned, Liverpool, Chelsea um, and Tottenham are the English teams. So which one would you go, Craig, if you had the choice of one of the English teams, Liverpool, Chelsea or Tottenham? Chelsea. You'd go Chelsea. Why? Chelsea. Uh, Look, I think think with any of the English teams, look, there's there's no surprise. You you know exactly what you're up against. Uh, I think when you start, you know, looking at other teams all over the the Europe and all that sort of stuff... They can sometimes still yeah. surprise you a little bit. Chelsea, uh, for me, I think are going to be a little bit unpredictable this season. Sure. No, I agree with that. I think yeah. Chelsea, when you look at them now, I thought they played very well the first half Saturday against Tottenham. I think Tottenham have got that energy, yeah. that fire. You know, they've got Harry Kane, who's a top top striker. Mm. I don't think Chelsea have got that top top striker at this moment in time. So that always gives you an opportunity. You know, yeah. so that's the one. You'd probably look at I'd be saying like Chelsea as well. Okay. There's also Barcelona, obviously so associated so often with Celtic. Juventus, uh, Atletico Madrid, Seville, and RB Leipzig. And Mark in pot three: Borussia Dortmund, Red Bull Salzburg, Shakhtar Donetsk, Inter Milan, Napoli, Sporting Lisbon, Bayer Leverkusen. And pot four: Mark's intriguing. Obviously, there's 
Club Bruges and Celtic I wonder who else will be going in there Pot 3 Mark who would you go for Dortmund Red Bull Inter Milan maybe for nostalgia well, I think I think um, first of all you want Liverpool in pot two so that Virgil can come back to Park Kev. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Kyogo can fire a hat trick in again. <laughs> Just like so, that. So Peter, that, can that, you get everyone tickets for that one? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, we'll try that one. <laughs> right, Peter's grand's going <laughs> on, on the door. Yeah. That's what you want in pot two, and then uh-huh. pot three, as you say, for a bit of history, you want Inter in there, and also one of my pals is a is. Um, Scottish of Italian descent, ah. he seems to cling on to being an Inter fan. Um, <laughs> so, so it'd be nice to, to be Inter just to get it, to get it, um, uh, just to show him. Let's see. Lukaku. Well, that's right. that last yeah, one as well. You know, I mean, this is pot three. Well, that's wow. exactly. That's yeah. I mean, top, they're top. talking about the quality, and mm. that's when you've got to be ready for. If that's the. I mean, I know obviously the most important thing is the league, of yep. course. But you're talking about the Champions League. You want to play your best games. And as I say, at Celtic Park, you're capable of getting a result. You know, there's no doubt of that. And I'm sure anybody that comes along, the fans will be excited. Mark, I know it's dinner time for you. You're maybe making the tea. Celtic Hearts, Sunday, what's your scoreline? Um, I think I think we'll probably stay firm at the back again. So I'll go for a 3-0. 3-0. Thanks for calling.
Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney here with Macklin Motors and also Craig Moore and Peter Grant. 0808 17 17 700. Lots of calls coming in. I'm going to look at Rangers now. From six, we've got the Hearts game on over there uh, against FC Zurich in Switzerland. So we'll keep you up to date with that as well. And we've got more from GVB. Rangers drawing 2-2 the other night against PSV. Today we gave everything. You saw at the beginning we were all a little bit nervous. I think PSV had a better start. After the 1-0, especially the last 15-20 minutes, I think we took over the game. And I think the goal we scored was an excellent attack from us. Second half, we, we came to one, of course, uh, in front. Of course, you try to, to keep the momentum and try to search for the third goal. But we didn't. And, and of course, it's, it's disappointing if you if you get a set piece against goal against uh, so late in the game but but you know we play against a quality side I think the differences over 90 minutes I think you could see in the score wasn't that big so happy with the performance we could have had a better result but uh, also a result who was worse I think we well, everything to play for next week when we travel to to Eindhoven Craig Moore a result that could have been worse tells you a lot doesn't it I mean you yeah. weren't expecting it to be uh, 2-2 but we uh, did I say mean, it was going to be tough yeah I mean PSV are a very good side mm. uh, there's no doubt about that um, you were expecting uh, for it to be an extremely tough match uh, and for game two to be well and truly alive which, which it is yeah. um, so certainly no surprise there the surprise for me like I said was that we know how Rangers especially at home when they get on that little bit of a run and the crowd gets behind um, it can be really, really hard to, to handle, but PSV were very, very good. And I actually feel, and Gio, Giovanni touches on it, when Rangers get the second goal, you know, can we go and get the third? I didn't feel as if the pressure um, or, or you know, Rangers didn't test them enough in that period uh, where the goalkeeper made, made a poor mistake and they conceded a poor one themselves, two set pieces, but all to play for in this second leg. I think that's important that people remember, but Rangers being at home the other night, knowing they've got another leg to come. What did they do? Did they go for it to try and, and lose it at home? Which they possibly could have, because I think from middle to front, I thought PSV were very good. I thought Tavani got a bit of a hard time early doors, you know, and then he made the big mistake going out too wide, and he's been exceptional, you know. But it's taken a big save for McLaughlin. We said, they mentioned about the mistake early in the, the first game, he made that mistake, save the other night there, which probably keeps them in the tie. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And I just thought, I looked at that front scene, I think, even though De Jong, just for his experience, I know he's older, but he's a physical presence. He knocked him about a bit. And it's a bit of worry for me, you know, for that. And the set plays they're losing, if there's one thing you don't want to lose as a manager, is set plays because everybody, everything's static. Everybody knows their job. And people are saying about Tillman getting dragged towards the ball. I think he's got to go for the ball. He's just not headed it. Mm. You know, that, that's what he's done. That's his job. But he's just not headed it. But he's still got to make that move. And I agree with Gray. I'm not a great one for zonal marking because it allows people to get that run on you. Nobody, nobody's got that responsibility. You're marking the space more than anything else. And I just think, me as a centre-half, I'm thinking, I know where the danger is. And bear in mind, the boy had two corners prior to it were awful. His third one yeah, ended yeah. up in a goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not even had that well. So yeah. they've obviously seen a weakness mm -hmm. because it was that same area he aimed for the three times. Craig, zonal marking, apparently yeah. the stats say yeah, yeah. that it is more successful. You concede fewer goals under... Yeah. I've never played football professionally. <laughs> I don't understand, though. How you're going you to be a marker anyway. On somebody's shoulders, maybe. It obviously is. I mean, because a lot of, a lot of, teams, a lot of teams do. Or, or like I yeah. said, hybrid. You know, you know, maybe maybe four or five in zonal areas and, and another few that are, that are picking up. Whereas it's a little bit different when, you know, Peter and myself played. It was like the best headers... 
tended to, to, to pick up each other at set plays. Uh, and if you had out-jumped or you conceded, it was my fault. Um, like I said, for me, the concern... That makes sense. Yeah, the concern is with the zone is, like I said, you, you, you stand in, in, in zones and you don't necessarily go and attack the ball at the highest point. And that's where, that's where you can be brought undone. And somebody's making a run at you. And nine times out of ten, they're bigger and they notice because they, they kept trying to hit the one area. And listen, I understand what I'm saying is only because there's all the blocking now that the referees can't see and they're bumping. Yeah. So if there's bunched together, then you can say, well, okay, open out a little bit, you get the first one, that's fine. But when you're actually standing in there and you can see, as I say, PSV aimed for the same area for the first three corners, the first two were awful and the third one they scored from. And it wasn't the best one, but because of the way the ball's been in there, the trajectory, it wasn't it dealt with the first man and it rebounds and ricochets and unfortunately for Rangers they got the goal against. Giovanni spoke about it afterwards. Oh, I mean, the first one, I think we had the first contact and, you know, then you, you, I think the header was going to the back of a player so the ball stayed in the era, which was unlucky. In the second one, yeah, we have to defend stronger and make sure we do everything to have the first contact. Uh, so, yeah, of course, we need to improve it because next week, again, they, they, will, they will be dangerous in set pieces. So... It's definitely an area we need to improve, but you know we uh, we have to improve every game we play. Greg, just go and attack the ball. Like mm -hmm. I says, I, there's loads of times where I was marking up, um, and you know you get the flight of the ball early, and you might leave your man to go and win it. Mm -hmm. Just go and attack the ball. Mm -hmm. um, like I says, then you've got the best chance not to concede goals. People are taking responsibility. Um, but again, I understand that the game's changing, the stats and, and all that. There's a reason why coaches do it, I understand. Who are the best players you came up against uh, in international football and European football? Can you think of some teams that deployed? Oh, two of the, the best, yeah. yeah. It was Terry Butcher and Richard Goff. And I say, Goff, Goff, yeah. Goff, he was incredible. God wow. rest Andy Gorham. Andy, yeah. Andy didn't need to come for anything. Yeah. Yeah. They two just went and headed it away. They Great. were fantastic at it and Andy, Andy knew that. He said, I'll save it when it comes in. Yeah. You just go and header it. Mm. So Terry Butcher and Richard Goff are as good as anybody you'll get. Great answer. Mm. Yeah, no, I was going to, for me, Goffy was the one that, that, that straight away jumps out mm. in a defensive yeah. sense. Someone like Timmy Cahill oh, or, yeah. or, yeah. or an Alan yeah. Shearer in an attacking mm. sense. At Celtic, can you think of anyone who it was difficult come up against them at the corner the, kick? Majority of the three, yeah. the three that I played, I mean, we all talk about Larson and all mm -hmm. stuff, yeah. but I tell you what, he, he was still clever. He could still get across. He still had a great leap. Mm -hmm. uh, he still knew where the net was. Um, Big John and, and, and Sati as well were, were the ones that I played in. Mm -hmm. Mo, Earlier days, you're talking about yeah, uh, yeah, Melby. Yeah, Melby. Oh, yeah, Venegura, yeah, 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 Venegura, Hesselink. You know these guys. Mm -hmm. You know Martin's teams were always built on good delivery, yeah. three massive centre halves and two massive centre forwards. But make sure you've got good delivery because then you can hit any of the five. And Celtic won a lot of trophies with the, the power that they had at set plays. Joey Veerman is saying afterwards he yeah. thought that they should have done better. Um, is that something to worry about for next week? And you can see why Stephen Gerrard wanted Veerman. Yeah, again, Veerman, uh, I think he, in the middle of the park there, you know, he had great energy, a good range of passing. Um, also, the, the number six, his name's just slipped me. I thought first half was was very, very impressive, Ivory Coast. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I tell you what, he, he would be put under a little bit of pressure, but it was just a way, he was just like, turn, yeah. little flick here. He looked so composed. Um, they're a good side. Well, see, sure. when you look at it, Craig, I watched the game all night there, and the boy signs, I've not really seen much of him. But I thought he made better distances to go deeper to mm -hmm. receive the ball back to him to give him a little bit of time, yeah. which allowed him to pass forward. Mm -hmm. I thought Conor Goldson was very high yeah. and didn't drop off deep enough. Mm -hmm. So he was under pressure. So his first ball had to go square. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I think that 
when you're looking at players, you see the ones that can pass quickly forward yeah. and see that space early into your forwards or into that extra midfield player mm -hmm. or whatever. That gives you that opportunity. And I thought Sands was better at it than Golson the other evening mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. You know? And that, that, that's what I see. I, I was quite impressed with him on that side of his game. You know, I mean, we could see when, obviously, De Jong went on his side, he just bullied him out the road with yeah. the heading. But, and that, that was, as I say, my concern for them. But I think as a player, if you're going to play, the Dutch teams do it because they're brought up that way. They drop big, so you can't get an opportunity. So mm. it means Kolak has to run a hell of a distance mm. to try and mm. pressure. And I think Golston gave it, made it easy for their striker because he never dropped off deep enough. So he was getting pressed very yeah. quickly, which made him pass square and yeah, steady yeah. forward. You know, I don't know yeah, yeah. if you watch a game that way. That's the way I watch the game because you're always watching. Sure, you see how coaches you, 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 you have to, you know. Yeah. The Rangers fans listening will want to know. Craig, on you go. No, no, yep. I'm just saying, and as well, you, you're talking about, say, in possession and dropping off and all that. I feel at times, as well, unless you're driving the space as a central defender, two touches, yeah. maximum. Uh, absolutely. Shift, shift yep. it quickly. And yep. I think at times, slower than it should both be. Goldson and Sands dilly-dally a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The manager, despite all this, says Rangers can go through. We are able to go through. I mean, we've showed it also in the past where we can get a result away from home. It's going to be a difficult game. Uh, probably similar the, the the way you uh, saw the game today. But I'm confident we have the chance in one game to go through. It's still it's still even. Yeah, we have to go out there and uh, and play for uh, for everything, and that's uh, group stage of the Champions League. Peter, well, it's interesting watching the other night. Yeah, you're talking about the set plays. Yeah. But before uh, they scored the second goal, I can't remember the boy, Bismo or something, was it, that scored the second goal, whatever. Yep. He, he was just about to be ten off. Oh, Bispo. He was, yeah. he was about to, yep. And they were putting Braithwaite on, mm -hmm. the big yep. boy in loan sure. from Everton. Oh, He's oh, a, a friend of our peers, they played together right. at Plymouth. Ah, right. yeah. He's about six foot five. Mm -hmm. So obviously Van Nistelrooy's seen a weakness, you know, mm -hmm. and think, well, for the next set play, there's an opportunity for us here. But before they've done it, they've actually scored. Pop, pop, but he still made the substitution, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and the boy that was, was in touch. Exactly, and the boy was happy, but obviously... Van Nistelrooy's seen a weakness in that area, you know, and that, that's a bit of a concern because you would probably say, <laughs> nine times out of ten, Craig will tell you, a British team's strength yeah, compared course. to a European yeah, team, yeah, sure. yeah. you know, um, another night that it proved not to be. So what do they do for next week? Because Giovanni van Bronckhorst, he always surprises you, doesn't he? Uh -huh. With the lineup, Stephen Davis playing, for example, did you expect yeah. that? Well, he was, I believe, was it against Kilmarnock he come in and was he done very well? Yeah, was and probably, then probably man of the match and sure. then was dropped out mm -hmm. again. I mean, Davo's at that age now where you probably, you're not expecting him to play every single game. So then it is down to, uh, I guess, Giovanni and how he wants to manage sure. that. But you know he's he's going to come in and do a great job whenever he's he's called upon. Mm. He'd probably go to a three, Peter. I, mm. I kind of, I probably agree there that he'll probably start with with a three, um, you know, give real licence um, to his fullbacks to, to join in um, at the right times. Um, ben Davis in there. In the three, if he's fit, if he's fit, if he's fit, if you look, if you're spending four million, yeah, if that's what that's sure. what it was, four million, yeah, three point seven five, and you're coming, in, you're, you're coming yeah. in to play. Otherwise, yeah, I would have loved to have played today. You know, mm. you, every yeah. time, every time when I was a young lad and they spent money on a player, yeah. they played. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. they absolutely. played. They, they they didn't get six weeks to to bed down. It was like they're thrown straight well, in. Well, that, that was my concern when he wasn't playing. You know, yeah. at times, you know, and you think, well, this is the ideal game for him. You know, to come in. We're on from five every night tonight. We're with Peter Grant. And Craig Moore, and after the news, we'll have more with Giovanni van Bronckers, more in Celtic and a new possible signing, and Hearts in Action in Zurich.
Our two Logia calls coming in for Peter Grant, Craig Moore and me, Paul Cooney. Tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here along with Mark Guidi, five until seven. We'll be, we'll be talking about Hearts getting a good first leg. It's nil-nil, Craig Moore, four and a half minutes gone. How are they doing? Hearts in Zurich. Look, it's been a it's been a decent start for Hearts. They haven't um, they haven't been tested defensively yet, and nor have they had anything going forward. But we're only just coming up to the five minute mark. Uh, torrid, torrid rain. Yeah, uh, typical Edinburgh weather. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Glasgow. Zurich, yeah, <laughs> the first shot yeah. comes in for the match, which is uh, high um, from FC Zurich. But yeah, no, Hearts have settled into the game quite well. But like I said, conditions look as if they're they're tough. One of the headlines tonight, Celtic look to be closing in a deal with a player who cost six million last summer from Ruben Kazan when he went to Ruben Kazan, Sead Haksabanovic. The conflict in Ukraine meant that his uh, it was suspended, his uh, signature there with the Russian club, so he's been available. He's been out on loan, but not shopping paid six million. That's what they were given when he went to Ruben Kazan. Peter, he's not just a winger, he's a forward no, exactly. attacking midfield. And listen, yeah. we don't know... You know, obviously, at this moment in time, it's paper talk. The manager's a great one for saying that to somebody's in the door and likes, sure. doesn't like talking about them. But it's obviously an area maybe feels as if, like, say, we've spoke about young Mikey Johnson, we've seen uh, where James is in his recoveries and whatever. And it may be an area that the manager feels that they're weak in, uh, a special amount of games. And as you say, there's going to be a lot of midweek games this year because of the World Cup. There's going to be a lot of catch-up games. You're going to find that. So they're going to have a need to have a, a full group of players. And it's going to be interesting to watch it going along. But I'm, I'm sure the manager's not finished. I think he said a couple of weeks ago, like another two in. Two or three. So yep. I think he'll be going right to the end and you know he'll be chapping on the door making sure that he gets that opportunity to be success he had last year. Bit of an injury blow, Craig Halkett, in just five minutes. Yeah, and doesn't... Um... I think it was his hamstring. Yeah. I've seen him running down the side of the pitch and he's cleared the ball out. And then the next thing he's felt his hamstring right away. Yeah, there was no, there was definitely no, no one near him. Um, so Sibic coming on. It looks Could like it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So um, unf- that's un- a blow, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is yeah. because he's he's an experienced player and does well for Hearts and uh, away from home early injury, but an opportunity now for another player to come in and and, and do a a job. Sibic getting ready there, waiting as Halkett's coming off. How are Hearts lining up? You've got the you gave it an hour ago, but for those just tuning in on the way home from work. Yep, well, it was uh, Gordon, well, it is yep. Gordon in goals. Kingsley Halkett, who's just coming off now for Sibbett, unfortunately. Herring, Grant, Shankland, Atkinson, Devlin, Rolls, Mackay and Cochrane. And on the bench, Stuart and Smith, Boyce, Mackay, Stephen, Halliday, Forrest, Nielsen, Sibick, who's now just uh, running on, Henderson, Smith and... You can see his hamstring, Paul. He slid yeah. there to clip one out, played out the pitch and... Right away, he's grasped his hamstring right away. A band of uh, harsh supporters there, Craig, behind one of the, the, the goals, and uh, it's the ground in San Gilon they're playing. I nearly said Gilwa. Yeah, that was well, SG yeah, the other week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but again, look, decent support. Again, condition, conditions yeah. don't, don't look fantastic. But again, no. you know, opportunity to support your club and hope they can get through in, in what is it going to be a good test. Decent support from Hearts. Big weekend coming up. It's Glasgow versus Edinburgh on Saturday. It's Hibs Rangers at 12.30. Then there's Dundee United, St Mirren, Motherwell Livingston, Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Aberdeen. And then on Sunday, three o'clock, Celtic against Hearts. Peter, you always prefer it on a Saturday, don't you? You know, for all the fans, uh, but, but obviously because of this game tonight, it's now on a Sunday. Well, I remember the time I was there with Tony as the coach here when Tony Mowbray was manager. And I, I think I played one Saturday because we were in the, the, the Europa League because mm-hmm. we lost to Arsenal. And every time you were playing catch-up, 
every single time you're playing, Rangers had played, you knew the result, and I didn't like that, you know. And I think yeah. all the time we were there, the nine, ten months, whatever it was, I think we'd only won Saturday game. Well, and that was never, 2009, wasn't it? Yeah. Couldn't remember. Yeah. The bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lost out to, yeah, it was Arsenal, I remember. Yeah, I remember, remember that. It, 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 it got the penalty kick, it was never a penalty kick, you know. Right. Um, but unfortunately that was the way it was but playing catch up you're right that's why I mean, you know we yep. touched on I think was the last week when, when Koisty said about you know emotionally you know that maybe Rangers and the league should have protected Rangers but I actually felt that by playing games yep. uh, and staying in, in tune in line with the, yep. the Celtic matches is probably in the best interest for Rangers because yep. otherwise you do you play Absolutely. you play catch up I know they've won that changes that last 15 minutes because if you're now now with 15 minutes to go and you know Rangers have won previously, you know you have to score in that period. Whereas if you've played the day before, you're not sure what that result's going to be. You maybe not be as anxious, you know, and you maybe get a result, you know, and all these wee things. And people say, but that's the mindset of players. You know, that's the wee things that changes it for them, you know. And I, I definitely found it as a coach, you know, that you could see the difference in the players knowing that Rangers had won prior to you playing. Of course, and you've both said you think it's going to be really, really tight this season. It could come down to the big four games. Uh, therefore, you can't afford to lose anything, to slip up. Well, I've always said to you, it's what you do. You, the Celtic Rangers games look after themselves. They always do. That's never changed. What you've got to do is, is make sure in the other games when you're coming back for different types of journeys or maybe not the greatest of result, are you prepared to go to a Pataudry and get a result? Are you prepared to go to a Tynecastle, an Easter Road, you know, roll up your sleeve where it maybe not be the greatest uh, performance but you're still picking up the three points after the disappointment and that's how quickly you do that. And I think the teams have done quite well. The Aberdeen have recruited well. I know they had a bad result at the weekend. Hearts have done well. Over the piece, they've managed to hold on to most of the players and add to it. So there's not a lot of changes there. You know, and you're thinking Hibs can't be really as bad as they were uh, performance-wise last year throughout the full season. So you're thinking they're going to be stronger, you know, and there's always one or two surprise you, as Ross County did last year, yeah. you know, and that could happen again this year, you know. So, you know, at Dundee United, they're expecting to be better, you know. So these games are always difficult games and you have to come back after big European games. Could Motherwell surprise us this year? You know, they're in, what, fourth, fifth position. They're alongside uh, Livy um, on six points and Robert Snodgrass seems to be in their sights. Could you see... It'd be a fantastic well. sign yeah. for him, a talented boy, but a lovely character as well. He's got a lovely bit about him, you uh, know. I mean, he, he can play, he knows he can play, he's a moaner. But, but, <laughs> East End moaner? Yeah, no, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but he loves a bit of yeah. fun in that and yeah. the experience he can use, you know, as a player, I think it's important. Uh, and, and that character you need at times, especially when things are not going particularly well for you. You need somebody with it, but there's no doubt about his talent. East End Moner, I said, and James, our producer, exec producer, went, is it me? No, no, <laughs> Robert Snodgrass at that point. Oh, funny way for me to resign. Yeah, yeah. Craig, would be a good player. And, and again, yeah. Van Veen, uh, at times, you know, an isolated figure up top. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, I've said it quite a number of times, um, Tony Watt leaving and going to Dundee United was never really replaced. So if you could bring in a player of that calibre, that quality, who obviously understands what it's all about up here, good lad, settles in, Absolutely. Uh, all those kind of things, then it potentially could be a I'm great move about set another plays one. as well, Craig. Yep. He's got wonderful delivery at set plays, yep. you know. Deadline day in England is two weeks today. In yes. Scotland, though, remember now, it's the Friday, September the second. So. I've, got, I've got an extra couple of days in. You have indeed. <laughs> How's it going, Craig? Let's <laughs> nah, be quiet. Be quiet. Not, not quiet. No. Working hard. But... Just watching for the Bentley to drive in. Oh. We know he's got a really big, big <laughs> yeah. move then. Yeah. Um, some big moves down south. Um, Brighton reportedly looking at Billy Gilmer, and that would be well. Would it be a good move for Billy? He's. It's not going to happen at the moment. Certainly in Chelsea. 
I would say it would be a very good move yeah. for, for Billy Gilmore. Um, a lot better than the Norwich scenario last and why season. why could you, yeah, well, better I mean, team? Yeah, better team, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're a team that obviously look to play football, yeah. um, which is exactly um, the way that, that Billy needs to play. Uh, I, I think Potts has done. Uh, is Potts? Yeah, yeah. Potts. He's, he's done. Potter. A, Potter, sorry, Potter. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were just uh, giving me his name. No, yeah. <laughs> Potts. Yeah, yeah. I, went, I went to school with him. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's done a fantastic oh, yeah. job. A fantastic job. Look, they're a team that always play good football. Billy Gilmore needs to be playing. He needs to be playing, and it doesn't look like it's going to be at Chelsea. And for Scotland, we want him to be playing as well. Peter, what do you think of Brighton for him? Excellent fit because as I always think you need good players around about you and it was no disrespect to Norwich last year in the Premiership it was always going to be difficult for them it was always they were always going to be without the ball along for long periods of the game Billy's one that needs to be on a team I told you when I've seen Billy playing for Chelsea he never looked out of place because every time he had the ball he had 10 passes you know yeah. that's what he had he could look at everybody and everybody was available at Norwich it's slightly different and it's not because of the way Norwich played but because they never had a lot of the ball but he still wanted it he showed character I know he got a bit of criticism but the one thing he never he never hid away from it so somebody like Brighton who want the ball and want to pass the ball he's completely different from Basuma who they lost the central midfielder so they're looking for someone in there because it's someone who can retain the ball and they've got Brighton players who play with that confidence who all want the ball at this moment in time and that will suit with the way that Billy plays you know yeah. Billy Gilmer because we he's obviously got a Scotsman there as well Billy Reid exactly. he's obviously got Billy yeah. Reid there so Billy knows him very well uh, yeah, yeah. Everton could he line up uh, along under uh, Frank Lampard who loved him at Chelsea and yeah, played him I think Brighton is a yeah. far better fit okay. I, I've got to yeah. be honest yeah oh. yeah because I I, I think Everton are, are not going to be unbelievable again this season no. let me tell you whereas I'm convinced and confident that Brighton are going to have a good season mm-hmm. it's a different expectation yeah. I think you know Everton were fighting relegation. They're not expected to be down there. They're, they're expecting to be in the top ten. All these different things that go along with it. Billy's a different type of player for that. They've not got the team built for that at this moment yeah. in time. Probably Brighton's a better fit because of the way they're built to play at this moment in time. And that's the way I would say. Looking at it for him, it'd be a better. And it's not far from Cobham. You know, we're at mm-hmm. Chelsea's training ground, yeah, yeah. which can keep him involved with Chelsea if he's still going to be a player. But they're talking about him actually buying him, aren't they? They were actually yeah. talking about mm-hmm. buying him. But even if he went loan, it means he can still be involved at Cobham and he's not a million miles away Thomas Tuchel obviously his eyes yeah. and he can get to see the games and whatever because there comes a point where you should move shouldn't you rather than being on loan too often Brighton a really good club mm-hmm. so well run yep. from Paul Barber the chief exec Graham mm-hmm. Potter the manager mm-hmm. that would be a good move Arta Boritz is in the news today he's advising Josip Juranovic to stick around at Celtic for at least one more season mm-hmm. what does that tell us I mean it's no surprise from Arta Boritz who did so well at Celtic um, but it won't go away, will it? Every so often, with the transfer that, window open. But I think when you've been there, and Craig will tell you as well, from my point of view, when you've been at Celtic, you don't know that you'll move, but whether it's right, wrong or different. You don't get the adulation we keep talking about. We talked about Jota yeah. and that last year. You know, he's very well thought of at Celtic. He's done exceptionally well in the period he's been here. There's still a lot of room for improvement. You know, I'm not sure when they talk about Chelsea's Man United I'm not sure at this moment in time that's the move for him at this moment in time you know I think he's got to go and play go and sample the Champions League and listen remember at Celtic Football Club I told you a few weeks ago out with Celtic Rangers out with Manchester United they'll not get as much coverage anywhere that's fact and I, Craig was down in England obviously for a period as well but after 25 years been down there I keep saying it and that's where you've got to be very careful so Arthur saying it from the perspective he's moved away and he knows how big Celtic were mm-hmm. and anybody that's been with Rangers will say the exact same thing 
Craig, you were at Newcastle United, so yeah. would the Geordies not be saying, hey, we're as big a club as uh, Rangers or Celtic? Uh, down there, of course, but... But they're um, not. But Grant is right in regards to... Um, you, you enjoy special times at, at Rangers yep. or, or Celtic, um, then you're never forgotten. Um, you, you know, it's incredible. It's like something I've never experienced before, and Juranovic has had a taste of that. Um, you know, I would expect him to stay. I think it would be a good decision for him to stay at the football club. And there will be a time where I think it makes a lot of sense for everybody. But I just don't think it's um, at this moment. He should enjoy the time. He should enjoy the Champions League this season. And his stock should keep on rising. Some huge names. I see them online today. The, the golf. Sir Alex Ferguson's there. It's to do with Glasgow Cali University. And I see, well, some players that we all know. John Hartson, who's with us every week. Neil McCann, that you played alongside as well. And this is the thing when you think of Big John. He was at so many clubs. But Celtic is his, his club, Peter, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. You do well for them. You give them everything you've got and they'll never forget you. You know, and as you say, it's like a wee village, isn't it? When you play yeah. for Celtic or Rangers. Wherever you go. I mean, I walked into Edinburgh yesterday and had a, a burgundy top on. The first thing the boy yeah. said to me, you get that top off. It was a jumper. Oh, you know, yeah. then the next guy met me about like, you Peter Graham, yeah. Uh, yeah. He said, I hated you for <laughs> decades. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is Edinburgh. Yeah. So, they'll never forget you. It doesn't matter whether it's Glasgow or Edinburgh, but that's Scottish football for you. They love their football, they're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you go down south and I, I look at these clubs, you see you see what's happening at Manchester United oh. just now, you know. Sir Jim Ratcliffe in there with uh, looking for a well, bit. Well, I had a yeah. similar period, if you remember, at Celtic member when they were trying to get over the change yeah. over when Ferguson sure. that came. So you had all that period, how much it means to the supporters mm -hmm. And that's what it means to them. And that shows you how big a loss it was to Celtic. I keep going on about in the COVID period, you know, when nobody was allowed to watch the game. How important the supporters are to you. But as you say, if you go there as a player and you do well for them, they'll never forget you. So only Man United would be as big as a good save there from Craig Gordon. It was a long-range effort. Craig Moore? Free kick, yep. Uh, I think it was a direct free F, direct free kick there. Very good strike. Conditions, uh, as we said, very wet. Uh, Gordon does the right thing there. Mm. He doesn't hold it the first time, but he gets his body behind it. Which brings us back to Rangers in the other night, doesn't it? For the goalkeeper, it looked as though but Barry was saying last night he thinks that because of the conditions, but the keeper had already saved it just about in his head. He thinks, right, where, why am I going to distribute it? Yeah, yeah. Gets it in his arms for a moment and then it goes over the line. Yeah, look, it, it was um, it was a gift. Yeah. There's no doubt about mm. that. Um, it was a huge error. Um, and again, the, to be fair, the goalkeeper then <laughs> he bounced back. Yeah. Um, composed himself. I don't think at that period, that probably for five or ten minutes, Rangers tested him anywhere near enough, and uh, because there were times when they could have, you know, I think right, a couple of times in the wider areas, and he's trying to pick people out. And I get that. Yeah. I get that. That 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 happens, and it's a pattern. But the goalkeeper is probably, you know, confidence down there. Well, that's what you see. Yeah. Well, that's what you used yeah. to say. Get the crosses in. You know, put them in early because let's test them, especially the conditions as well. But because you mm. play with one striker now, I think players are more tend to take the extra touch yeah. or cut it back more yeah. now than yesteryear yeah. when everybody played with predominantly two strikers. I see it as well. And again, you'll know more because you've been at the uh, the coalface in terms of the coaching and the players of, of today. Um, you know, sometimes you, 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 you get a plan, you get, a, uh, you know, the, the, the instructions from the coach and all that sort of stuff. But players, I think, going back in the years, would still try different things. Absolutely. At the moment, I get the feeling that players only do everything that they're told to do. Uh, and there comes a time in a game where you've got to express well, yourself, try something different. I think the best different. one, Craig, was Ancelotti's quote, was it after the semi-final or the final, uh, the European game, Ancelotti yeah. says, listen, look at the players I've got. 
I'll coach them defensively. I don't coach them when they've got the ball. Because yeah. they've got to see their pictures. Yep. But how am I going to tell Luka Modric what's to see? Who was the best player in the Champions League last year for me? Yeah, yeah. In every game, even when he struggled, he was the oh. best player. You know. Amazing. But yeah. he said, well, why do I tell these boys what to do? He said, I'll tell them what to do against the ball. He says, but when they've got the ball, they've got to think for themselves. And you're talking about set plays and all that. Mm. If you've seen a danger come in, you'd push somebody went, you go there now, because yeah, yeah. the danger's going to be there now. He's yeah. aiming for this front post. I'll go and win that first header. And that's what you're expecting for your players. I think it's a slightly different now. Peter, dramatic moment there. It's Zurich nil, Hearts nil. Atkinson broke into the box. He's gone down. I, I, I didn't actually feel it. Well, you, no. you were pointing at I didn't sure. realise it was in the box. Yeah, it's oh, in the box. Sorry. So is there VAR? Uh, and this one well, the rest looking at it, when you looked at it again I, I couldn't really see much contact but Atkinson it has stayed down uh, and they've allowed the booked. physio on so yeah there must have been contact we'll see it again in a moment or two it's uh, nil nil. 21 minutes gone well, um, Shanklin looks like he has the yeah. ball in his hand for a penalty uh, yellow card also it's got to be then isn't it if he's yellow carded so it's a penalty for Hearts 22nd minute is this Lauren Shanklin's moment? He scored at the weekend. It is Lauren Shanklin back in the close season. 22 minutes gone. Keepers jumping up and down. I'm just waiting. The referee's getting them all outside <laughs> the box. Go Radio Football Show with Michael Motors. Here we come. Lauren Shanklin takes three steps. Shoot, scores. Hearts are one up in the penalty. Good penalty. Yeah. Fires it low. Uh, goalkeeper's right. Goalkeeper guesses, but the penalty was hit so well and that's Hearts 1-0 up as you say coming up for 22 minutes somebody play with confidence yep. you know that's mm -hmm. what strikers do they love hitting the back of the net and it's a fantastic finish even though it's a penalty kick did so well at the weekend as well didn't he up against his own he's got club. that that's what yep. I'm saying it suits the way he plays because he can play up the top of the, the field he's got a lot of crosses he's got a lot of forward passes and he's got a lot of opportunities you know so I think that's the way Hearts play and it gets the ball in the box and that's the way Lawrence likes to play were you trying to get the camera on there? Just check in there during it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's live on the beep. And, and a great start for, uh, my goodness, for Hearts. Because after Motherwell going out, Dundee United going out. And Dundee United, United going yeah. out the way that they went out. Um, yep. You know, we, we, don't, we don't want to see that. But, but, but it's funny, but, you know, you look at the first 20 minutes, didn't you? They probably the best two oh, chances in the game. very well. Yeah, exactly. And you think, just keep that going, you know, and all of a sudden... You make errors, and that's what we're talking about. Against the better side, you make errors, you do get punished. And there was a couple of goalkeeper errors I felt as well, sure. you know, which didn't help. But that's when you're saying you were hoping that experience was going to... But you need that little bit of fortune. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. You need a little bit of fortune. They didn't get that in the first 20 minutes. What do Rangers need to do to win, apart from <laughs> get an extra goal? <laughs> get an extra goal, do. We're going to ask the manager. We'll hear from him after this.
Thursday night edition of the Go Radio Football Show. Back tomorrow night at five. And of course, we get some updates with uh, Crofty and Gredo, who play a bit of the show. And Gredo was so chuffed. To get, he's chuffed if he's mentioned, uh, as he is often Gredo. on the show here. <laughs> you see him yeah. every now and then at the football. Yeah, you see him there? Uh-huh. Yeah, every yeah. now and then. I loves his football as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's a St. Murn games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys were seen last week as uh, calls for a penalty at the other end there, Craig Moore. No, it's still 1-0 hearts. Yeah, Yeah. no, look, but here, Shanklin, is there con- he does go down huh? easy. Yeah, uh, no penalty. No, no penalty. VAR, we have it in the studio. It's called Craig Moore and Peter Grant. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the season of VAR. I wonder, Peter, is it going to make things better or not? Worse. Um, yeah. yeah, worse, yeah. you reckon? <laughs> well, but, hey, yeah. listen, yeah. I told you Celtic Rangers game first bad decision. Doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a correct decision. Yeah. You know, it's pandemonium. And plus the fact, as I said to you, if you're not starting the season with it, People are going to complain about these games up to VAR comes in. Sure. So if that VAR would have been in for that point or that point, we'd have got that. And that's the problems you always have in Scotland, you know. Um, I, I, it's just a concern for me. I, I, I would go back to if it's inside the box, that's the only time I'd use VAR. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I'd seen it last night there. There was a manager complaining. All that. Somebody was through in goal. The, re, the referee didn't put his flag up. And the goalkeeper and the player are running at each other. But you know he's offside 20 yards. Yeah. It plays on because that's it's the a rule. Ridiculous rule. Oh, ridiculous that's, rule. I keep saying it and I say yeah. it week in, week out, somebody's going to get a bad injury. Yeah. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen it again last night again. You're thinking, what yeah, are they doing yeah. this for? You know, and that's why I, I don't care if it was inside the box for a penalty kick or the ball over the line, fine. But everywhere else, let's play the game as normal. Let the referee referee. Common why? sense. Yeah, no, nah, but that, that's a that's a really bad rule, you know, because for me, the injuries are there mm. and serious ones. Um, but why, why is it... Why would you start at halfway through the season? Why was it, for me? It's got to be the start of the season. There's obviously a reason. The training and all the there's rest got, of it. The got technology got to, getting it in. Yeah, I get all that, but mm. when you're set and ready, roll it out yeah. halfway through the season. It's going to be the same for everybody. But it doesn't matter. It's like do why? it at the start. Do it at the it's start. It's not ready. Huh? It's not ready. So well, why do it, wait? Do it next season. Well, but that means you could go through, you know, December, January, February, March, April. Of course you can, but, but, but at least nothing's changed through the season. But can you imagine if there's something really controversial that the referee and the, the linesman or the assistants... Oh, but that's every year. By the way, there's, right. no, there's no guarantee. <laughs> there's no guarantee either because even with VAR, we still, so, we still see some incorrect decisions. Absolutely. And, but that's every year here, there's bad decisions. That's fact, you know. That will always happen, won't it? Exactly. Yeah. But... The, the, what they're going to complain about now is what happened prior to VAR coming in. That's given them something to say, well, we'd have won the league if that yep. goal wouldn't have been chopped off or that goal or he'd have been sent off or whatever mm. it may be. Can of worms. Absolutely. But we're dinosaurs without it. I mean, look at the EFL. Look at in England. Yeah. The championship doesn't have it. Fifth biggest yeah. uh, earning league. I know they're struggling No, I get, I, I get it, Paul. So, it's coming. It's, exactly. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Um, but for me, I, I would like to see it implemented from the start of a season. You're and how it's used. Up. No, you're ganging no, up. But, no, how, it's used, one, but yeah. how it's used is yeah. important. Yeah. We're using it for the halfway line. Gee, what's the guys at the side of the pitch <laughs> with the flags for then? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. well saying to him, sit in the stand, you don't, we don't need you because it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. You know, we're only waiting to run the 18-yard box. You know what I mean? That's what I would rather, in the 18-yard box for a goal or a penalty kick, that's fine, okay, you've got to accept that. Um, but for, for the half railing, I just find it incredible. And then see the people on VAR. We saw it with Rangers the other week against Union SG, and then suddenly they say, We want to look at this incident again. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, and there was nothing really to see, and then they yeah. decide. Yeah. And then uh, there's the, the, the booking. Yes. And a penalty. It's, it's you know, because I think if you give people a job, they want to be seen to be doing it as well. I, I think there could be, but we've got no option, it's coming. And I hear you, the, the ex pro saying it shouldn't be well, mid season. What happens then? 
I don't if agree. You're, if you're sitting there, Paul, and you're helping yeah. the referee then, and it comes up to you, I should go to you and you should say it's a penalty kick. And that's it. Yep. So the referee's getting told it's a penalty kick. You've got it wrong. It's a penalty kick. Okay, penalty kick. No, they've got to go up to him, ask the question, well, I think you should go and have a look. Yeah. Go and waste their time then. Players can't celebrate, da -da, mm -hmm. whether it's a goal or whatever, or a penalty kick. So all this, I think the guy up there is working the VAR then should say it's a penalty. Don't need to come and look. And that's what you need to do. Zurich have scored. It's not going to VAR. It's 1-1. Yes, uh, Guerrero mm -hmm. scores. It was a long, it was a long punt. Uh, Hearts didn't um, were unable to yeah. deal with, um, and he gets in behind. To be fair, it's a, it's a good finish. He strikes it, I think, on the volley there, and by Gordon, one one. But again, they'd be disappointed to concede this. Look, yeah. see it again here, Peter. They're looking to see long ball from the keeper. They check in there. Uh, yep. They haven't dealt with it at all. Well, Sibic should be there. Yeah, he's brought the fullback in. Sibic should be there, you know, and dealing with the first ball up because you'd be thinking that's Tanner Ball. You know, that's the difference. Craig Alcott's maybe playing, maybe says right, I'll go and win the header, mm -hmm. but he's not dealt with that. And he's bringing the smaller right fullback or wingback in. They've lost the first header. They're all over the place, and they've conceded a goal. They'll be really, really disappointed. Mm -hmm. There was no pressure on the ball, and then holding the high line as they did. Close up there of Craig yeah, no, Gordon. it's a disappointing yep. one because again, it's there's no, there's no yep. guile or creativity. It's just yeah, it's absolutely. just it's direct. Punch. It's a bad one yep. to concede. One one after thirty two minutes. What's going to happen next week? Rangers was two two the other night. Uh, the atmosphere special, Craig. Always, yep. always. I think yep. you know whether whether it's uh, at Ibrox or whether yeah, yeah. it's Celtic mm. Park. You know the the European nights, they're incredible. You know they really are. And again, it was a, it was a great atmosphere, mm. uh, and a result that. In the end, I think Rangers were happy with over the, the course of the match. Yeah. Um, it could have been worse. It could have been. It could given have been how poor. well they played. So, what's he going to do? How's he going to approach it for next week? Well, we we need to start well. We need to, have to be uh, confident on the ball. Try to uh, to create many chances as possible. You know, be strong in set pieces. Be strong when we have set pieces uh, in attack. I think we can we can have a performance next week to to go out and and try and and, and go to the next round. It, you know, I have confidence in my team. You know, it's it's still it's still 90 minutes against a good team, but we will be there next week. Who are going to be the standout for Rangers? The standout players? Oh, I tell you what, they all need to be standouts. So they, yeah. You know, need to need to be at your best uh, away from home. Like I says, it, it, it can be challenging. I would like to see, like I says, just the players being a little bit braver on the ball. You know, like trying to trying to look forward instead of the square ball, which we know is a safe ball, but can also still get cut out. Can you start to, to to look to get balls around the corner, then get un un underneath Cholak? All of a sudden, you start playing in front of a back four instead of two banks of four or three, you know? I just think that the Rangers need to test and be a little bit braver in possession. Well, that was the biggest thing for me in Europe. I always felt it was the biggest problem. It was like a 5v2 in the middle of the pitch when we played away from home because everybody else, we'd be playing with two wingers right out in the touchline, two centre-forwards, and you used to get your backside felt, really, because of the, the pressure you were under. You know, you never get the ball back. Celtic Park was slightly different. But I think when you play square, the teams are set for that now. And that's what I'm saying. I think their front six are more than capable of cutting you off. And as soon as you go square, you've seen that with PSV, and you see it with a lot more teams now because of the away goals rule, they're willing to spring you and press you earlier. And I think as soon as you go square with your first pass, bang, they're on you. And I think they've got the players that can hurt Rangers if they do that too often. Zemali has scored... For Zurich, Craig Moore two one for the Swiss. Yeah, Hearts are they're, they're really struggling to to clear their lines and defend properly. Again, it's not a great goal to concede. You know, talking twelve yards out, ball dropping, free FC Zurich player who blasts the ball, 
Gordon, absolutely no chance. But I'll tell you what, how quickly a game of football can, t- can turn around. Yeah, it was a great start with that penalty. Lauren Shankland in 22 minutes. But in the last few minutes, they've pulled back. Now 2-1. Um, before we go back to Rangers, there's Women's Champions League qualifying games tonight. Ferenc Varas against Rangers at 7.30. And Glasgow City against Roma, 7.35. They're knockout ties no second leg, Peter. So good luck to Rangers tonight and Ferris Varus and uh, Glasgow City at home to Roma. Nice, nice for them to get a European run Wouldn't as well, it? the girls yeah. as well. Yeah, it's yep. important for them. You know, they, they've come on leaps and bounds and as you say, you hopefully get the performances and the results that they deserve. And Glasgow City have gone, you know, a long way. They were in the quarterfinal, I remember, oh, yeah. just a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. Leanne Crichton on, yeah. uh, who'll be joining us hopefully next week on the show as well. Back to GVB then, we're speaking about next week. You mentioned James Sands in the first half. He spoke about his performance. Well, I think that James is, 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 is doing really well. You know, he's a very uh, clever player. His uh, football intelligence is there. You know, he's a, he's a defender who, you know, he's very smart in his defending. When to, you know, make the duel, when to not make the duel against... Uh, and I think today with, with Luke de Jong, he had some excellent duels. It's not easy to play uh, against a, a striker with his height and with his f- physicality. Of course, we, we're going forward. We, we have uh, some centre-backs who are still injured. So that's why it's good to see when, when he, uh, when he uh, gets good performances for the team. Craig, I have to ask you, we were talking last night, people on the socials saying, what about Leon Balogun? He's in the stand there. Yeah. Um, he's just disappeared at the end of last season. What's your take on it? Were you wishing that he was still a Rangers player? Look, for me, Balogun, um, he always done well when he, when he played and was involved in Rangers. Peter, you would have experienced this loads of time in your career as well. Sometimes when you when you don't play or you're not involved, all of a sudden your stock goes through the yeah, roof. For sure. So, yeah. you know, you know it's like... <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, but, no, but all, all, you know, like sometimes, you know, people say, oh, but even yeah. now you, you walk about and they're like, oh, big man, you've got your boots and all that. You're like, you know, I think that Sands and, and, and at times uh, even Lundstrom, see the midfielder come central defender, central defender come midfielder. I still think that there's mistakes um, because they're not really 100% clear on the, on the role, in my opinion. Um, you know, for me, I like two central defenders, not the same, that need to complement one another yeah. because that's what makes a good partnership. Um, and at the moment, like I said, Sands does do a decent enough job, but yeah. he's not sure. hes not a centre-half. He's out of possession. So for you, it would be Goldson and Ben Davies if Davies was fit. 100%. Yeah. Peter? Yeah, I think because I said to you when you signed him, a natural yeah. left-sider. You've got to give the young boy Sands an opportunity because I think the other even it's not I've not seen much of him, but I thought he played the position well yeah. in the respect of he dropped off big to give himself more time. I thought his use of the ball was good, you know. And it's not easy, you know, to be playing against top quality players when you know your pass has got to be right. And I thought he was the better user of the ball from the back, but it's still difficult, you know, to play that way because he was replacing Bassey, mm-hmm. who they maybe even with the other evening they would have had a as a three. Because you'd have thought maybe power against power with the yaw. Strength of him. Yeah. You know, you'd have maybe they used that. Mm. You know, so it's probably cut down the manager's options at this moment. And the way he's talking there, it doesn't look as if the way he's talking that Davis is going to be fit. Uh-huh. So I see that being an issue for them. I really do. I, I, I'm hoping that Davis is fit for them because it gives them that opportunity to do that. Because if they don't, I think that physicality could be costly in, in the game for them, as it did prove to be in the first game with the set plays. How was Barisic for you? I actually felt that that was uh, Barisic's best performance mm. in some time. Is he back on it now? I do think, you think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and that's I, good I, news. No, yep. it is good news because um, Yilmaz, for me, uh, has got some time to settle in. 
if I'm if 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 I'm going to be honest, yep. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about his height. Okay. Um, I am. You know, he's he's for me as a wing back. Yes, mm-hmm. but I I actually think domestically, um, I think it will be at times challenging. I know that you know there'll be a lot of teams that will look to to try and focus on that area if he is playing. Pleasing thing for me is that Barisic, um, who at times had looked to play as if he just was lacking confidence, looked a lot better last night. We mentioned him a few minutes ago. He is in the building. Grado is in the building. We were just speaking about him. Enjoys his football, and uh, he's there. Can he watch his Rangers? You make it a chance to, see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some other clubs as well. <laughs> Don't let him kid you. He's got a chance to meet Peter Graham shortly uh, as well. Let's hear a bit more from GVB looking at and Cholak. You know, so much was said about Morelos, but four goals in four games. Antonio Cholak. Yeah, well, he's in. He's important because, you know, again, he scores a goal and I think it was an excellent goal he scored. Great finish, great great, uh, great touch he had and, uh, you know, the work he, he does, you know, when we don't have the ball, you know, I think his, his energy uh, gives us also a lot of times when we can press them at the right times. Um, so, yeah, happy with his performances and, and also with his goals. And, of course, that first goal. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's what we've, what we've shown before, you know, with the, with the quality we have on the pitch, the attack, the, the speed of play, and, of course, getting uh, Chef in those areas where he can cross the ball, uh, we become very dangerous. So I think the movement in that uh, attack was, was good. That's why we scored a goal, because, you know, against a, a team like PSV, you need to have those attacks and movements to... To create chances, and I think the the first goal was an example. Uh, you know how you have to attack them. Spot on, and that's that's how you can you can get in and get behind teams, hurt them. Tav takes up a great position. Uh, I think it was Lawrence that plays a great ball. Uh, Cholak, wonderful finish, wonderful finish. But they need to do more of that, a lot more of that. You know, away from home, a kid going away from home is going to be a really diff. You might get three chances tops. You might. You've got to take one of those. You've got. That's that's away football in Europe, Paul. At least one. You yeah. know. So that's the job ahead. It's a tough. It's a tough ask for Rangers. What I liked about him again, and I'm talking about coaches head on here. Mm-hmm. Every shot it went in. He was first in, after the keeper. Even if the keeper caught it. Yep. And people always say, as a striker, you've got to be first. As a defender, Craig will tell you, you've got to be the first. That's where you've got to be. But he was always there, thinking, is there going to be an error? I'm in there. And that's what I liked about him. Even though he worked and I thought he had done a lot of unselfish running, maybe too much at times, I felt. When the ball was wide, the one place he wanted to be was between the middle of the, the posts, you know? And I've noticed that in his games, whether it's been domestically or in Europe, and that's what I've liked about him. He gives you that more mobility, you know? He's got the goals to go along with it, mm. you know? And I think we've got to give the big boy credit and people keep going on about Morellas, Morellas, Morellas. Mm. You know, if Morelos had scored four and four, would they be expecting to be left out? I don't think they would. You know, and I think Kolak shows a lot of good striker play that I think he'll be an asset to Rangers. Uh, and I, the one thing that I do love about Cholak is he just looks an honest player. Mm-hmm. He looks an honest player. He's going to give you everything that he's got. Um, he's going to run himself into the ground uh, and do everything he possibly can for the team. Um, so I think he's made a really, really good start. Quick, quick break. Hearts are still 2-1 down as we see Ann Budge there having a look. But 2-1 with 42 and a half minutes gone.
Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Don't forget Crofty and Grado back when you get up tomorrow morning. Peter, you are an early riser, aren't you? You're still up because when you're in football management, you up and out at the ground at what time in the morning? I like to be there about 6.30, Paul. Mm, um, it's just yeah. habit because I always like that. Even as a player, I like to be in early and do the gym and all that because even before gyms were gyms, press-ups, what I used to say, sit-ups and yeah. press-ups in the, the changing room. That was all you had. And I always got into the habit of that and that's what... I still do, even in management, coaching, whatever. I've done that every day. I love that part of the morning. I don't like it so much in the winter, but as um, I said, yeah. I love to see the, the best of the day. So much fair play, on. fair yeah. play. Eh? Sit ups, press ups every single morning. I, I used to get in early enough, but maybe not for the mm. sit ups and press ups. It was more <laughs> for the banter. Rolling sausage, There's none of the rolling sausage now, is there, no, for the players? No. no, the diet is it the same GVB? I would imagine so, pretty yeah. Pretty strict, but of course they're so sports scientists and lean, nutritionists. Mean, lean, mean fighting machines they are now, aren't they? <laughs> well, listen, yeah. Big Roy Aiken could run all day. Huh? And we used to come out of Barrafield. <laughs> we used to, go by, we used to yeah. go by Joe's Kitchen we'd yeah. jump in there and get our own sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You know, that was ours. And it didn't matter. And Big Roy could have beat anybody, even at this day. You know, he was as, fit, as a flea. And uh, that, that was his uh, staple mm. diet. Cakes as well. Yeah. Oh. I love the cakes. Oh, yeah. What's your favourite cake? Or his? Oh. What's yours? I'd go for a strawberry tart. Strawberry tart? Mm. Craig? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not fussy, to be honest with you. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet, yeah. nah, sweet yeah. tooth. I'll have, I'll have a go at anything. We're going to have to get this back to football, sensible football <laughs> stuff in a minute. It's still a 2-1 to Zurich against Hearts. They scored. Hearts scored through a penalty. Lauren Shankland. So we're into injury time. 2-1. Well, we'll see what happens. Mm. Not the worst, though. But you're a bit worried in the last 10, 15 minutes. Just they lost their way yeah. a little bit, didn't they? And, and and Zurich got in behind and a little bit cheaply in losing the first mm. goal. And then the, the game changes, unfortunately. Mm. But half-time now. Um, two one. So, Robbie Nielsen's got a chance to get in there and uh, you know get the boys organised again to go out and, and put in a decent shift for second half. Detailed match report now from. No, you'd have to go to Radio Edinburgh <laughs> or something for that. That's enough. Although this weekend, Celtic Hearts, twenty four hours earlier. Rangers at Hibs. Yeah, it's going to be some games. They're two big games, aren't they? Yeah. You like playing in Edinburgh over the over the years, Peter? You. Loved a great goal. Yeah, Celtic. I guess against yeah. the great Andy Gorham. That's my claim of fame. I used to say to him, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as I say, we used to go to Easter Road or Tyne Castle mm. and it was always rammed. Always yeah. rammed, you know yeah. what I mean? Nobody yeah. went. I remember David Proven, who used yes, to David, good indeed. David. Yeah. David wouldn't take the corner once out at Tyne Castle oh. on the far corner because oh. that was someplace over that, that right? corner. So who to go and do, take the corner? Uh, Frank McGarvey started right. to go over and then Frank changed his mind. So Muggins ended up going over and playing it short. <laughs> yeah, you'd take on anything, wouldn't you? No, no, no. David Wilson's in at times oh, from, no, from but Spain. What a so, aye, he what was, a wasn't he? Oh, but what a yeah. player he was. In fact, Andy Walker in that seat last night said he was better than Jota. And for Celtic fans, I mean, we'll not, will we talk about the best player so far this season? I've seen all the clips. It's, it's yeah. been said. I've, see, I've seen all the yeah, clips. Yeah, sure. yeah. And Jota is special, and it's great that he's here, isn't it? Um, uh, it is. I mean, and, and great business for of Celtic. Course. You know? We want box office, don't we? Well, we do. Well, that's what, we're saying, that's yeah. what we're saying about the Champions League is important, you know, and doing well in Europe. Look what happened with Rangers last year. You know, the spotlight was on them week in, week out, you know, with the European games coming up, you know, the atmosphere at Ibrox. You've always had that at Celtic Park. Now they're in the Champions League. They're, they're in the stages. They can look forward to that. And it's fantastic for Scottish football in general. Hopefully more can join that. 
because the more names that mentioned by Scotland, then you can end up keeping the likes of Jota in that here. And yeah. that's what you want to do. You want the best players to be staying here for as long as we possible. I know we maybe lose them at some stage, mm. but look at Bassey. Rangers, got, what was it, 30 million now for the two players? Yep. That wouldn't have happened if they weren't in the European no. yeah. uh, run that they had. That's a fact. So do you think our clubs get enough credit and maybe a bit of needle with the two of you here because we all agree, you know, we do for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for Rangers to be in there. It will be. Because I would think for your old club, if Rangers are in there and they get that money, it, they'll have to, you know, spend it on players and more players retaining them, maybe bringing more in. And for Celtic, it's only natural. The more the opposition is pressing you, the more money would be available for the manager. And the manager has had a fair bit of money and he spent it well. He but spent. just now, my point is, I will get to yeah. it. See, at the weekend, Rangers scoring four, yes. Celtic scoring five, yep. but it's not really counted by others. Sometimes I think we all sound too negative. Celtic, especially on Sunday, yeah. how good do you think they were, Craig? I thought they were... Um... I thought they were very good. I yeah. mean, on a, an artificial surface, yeah. which I'm not a huge fan of. Not watered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, not yeah. watered, I mean. But quality yeah. was mm-hmm. there, there on show and, and was far too strong for Kilmarnock. Um, look, the, the, the bit between Rangers and Celtic mm. is, is Rangers end up with a 4-0 win. Celtic yeah. got a 5-0 win. So it's always, every Except- weekend... Whether you're a Rangers supporter mm. or a Celtic supporter, you're looking for that edge. You're looking for those bragging rights. Players, that's players the, are the same. That's yeah. exactly what it's all sure. about. What Rangers it should be go about. Yeah. If we won, how did Rangers go? Yeah. That was the first question you asked in the dressing room. <laughs> how did they go on? It wasn't, they didn't even use their name. You'd be watching it and Celtic would be watching. And Malik Tillman scoring, you start to say, this guy, you know, he's got that height as well. And he is yes. you know, Bayern Munich on yeah. loan. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Cholak, a few weeks ago, everyone said, oh, I'm yeah. not so sure. They said that about Gikamakis as well, joint top scorer last season. Scott Arfield, he's had yeah. a great t- start to the season. He must be saying, why am I not playing all the time? And then Tom Lawrence, that you know well from Derby. And then the next day, there goes Celtic with five different scorers you know Kyogo Jota Jens um, Starfelt yeah, his first goal and Gikamakis I just think it's magic and I'm not sure we give enough praise yeah. to these two top teams and it's going to happen again this weekend yeah. Paul because I'm going to tell you now yeah. Rangers are going to be, they're going to beat Hibs they're going to score two or three yeah. right? and then Celtic will go out against Hearts at home on mm-hmm. Sunday and we'll be looking to get a, a, yeah. de- a decent mm-hmm. scoreline again that's how it'll go again this weekend that's how we want it to go all season. Um, and that's what Glasgow's all about. That's what it's like when, you know, Rangers and Celtic. The challenge is always that. Yeah. Exactly. The challenge is always to beat each other. There's no doubt of that. You know, and we can say what we want. It's great when the two of them, I'm delighted when Rangers are second. <laughs> that's where you're looking because yeah. that's the only place that doesn't count up here. If you're playing for Celtic or Rangers, second comes nowhere. You'd as well been last. You know, because you have to be first. That's the only place that's up for grabs. And that never, ever changes. You know, that will never, ever change. The thing is, we talk so much just now, quite rightly, about European football. Mm -hmm. But we all know that, you know, into 2023, whatever happens, unless you're going to say that Celtic are going to go um, all the way in the Champions League or Rangers as well in the Champions League or Europa, it'll be the league it comes down to, isn't it? For the two managers, that's what really counts. Mm -hmm. And they were both happy in 2022 with Celtic winning a double and not least the championship. And for Rangers Mm -hmm. to win the Scottish Cup and winning, uh, sorry, getting all the way through to a European final. It's not going to happen again, is it? It's going to be... No, no. And and, and look, Rangers supporters are not going to be happy this season unless they win the title. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, 100%. What if they they won the Europa League this year? I'm not saying they'll be, you know, or... or, The the league for me at hmm. this stage is the most important thing is to win the title back. You ask me, Graham Soonest, in that talk. So you talk about guys that's won three, four European Cups, whatever it is. And I was listening to Graham speaking the other day, and he was talking about it doesn't matter what country you're in, 
winning the league is the most important thing. Champions League's great for everybody, but winning the league shows over the piece that you are the best side. Yep. You know, in the cup, you can have a lot of fortune here, there, and we're everywhere. But he says, in all the successful teams he played in, and all the great teams he played in, the most important, whatever country he was playing in, the league was the most important. And that take that's the only time I can look at it because as we get a wee bit insular, think, well, but the league's important because yeah. we're, we're we won it, you know. But he says that was always the most important thing was to win the league, whatever country we're playing in. And he's right. Yeah, he's right. That's what that's what it's about. The league title being the best team. The whole season. That's what comes at the end of the season when you lift that trophy as a winner. Absolutely. And when, when he speaks, you listen, don't you? And Graham is going to be at the Kilt Walk. Yeah. Edinburgh Kilt Walk. He does amazing work for a charity called Deborah. Look it up and see. I heard him speaking about it. He does a lot for Deborah. And he's going to be there um, in Edinburgh on the 18th September. He'll be helping to lead it out. And he actually does it. He goes and helps for this uh, charity for Deborah. So... Um, he looks fantastic, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He looks a million dollars, yeah. you know. So, but what a player he was, yeah. you know. Even at the time he was at Rangers, it was the best thing to happen to Scottish football in my period. Peter Grant has just said, "No, a, a yeah. fact." They're going to go viral. No, that, where that, where that, the cameras? Exactly. Where they took the cameras that, down. That was fact. <laughs> that was <laughs> fact. He was the know, best sure. thing to happen to Scottish football. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, apart from signing more. Because that was the worst yeah. thing that happened for us. Yeah, of course, because he was paraded. I remember that was the worst Celtic. thing that happened for us. And people talk yeah. about through that nine in a row and the tough times I went through in the period mm. we were there. Yeah. The period, and that, a lot of that was down to Mo Johnson going to Rangers. Really? We yeah. should never, ever, ever have lost Mo Johnson mm. to Rangers. Anybody else in the world apart from Rangers. And he spoke about it last week and he said, I sold him the dream. I sold him what I was going, we were going to do, we being the Rangers revolution at that point under David Holmes and David Murray at that point. And he said, I sold him a dream and he bought into it. Um, but soon as what a player yeah I mean I've only yeah. been fortunate enough to, I've seen seen clips and all that so I you know, yeah. worked under him very briefly mm -hmm. but not not at Rangers that was later on Newcastle days and I've no doubt um, when he was younger when he was still playing in his early management years he would have been a lot feistier <laughs> uh, a lot more fire and he was a little bit more relaxed uh, at that back end mm. With Newcastle, I think that was his last job. It yeah. was, wasn't been, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could have been. He got sent off, didn't he, in his first game against Hibs with with George McCluskey? He sent off yeah. against us as well. Uh, was um, he? Right, we're not rubbing it in. No, there. but I remember, <laughs> I remember big, big Billy Stark. We've just knocked the ball in front of the jungle, just round about yeah. each other. It was a wee triangle. We put the ball round, and Graham just lunged at Billy, and he knew he was getting the red. But he was going absolutely berserk at the back four for not pushing up because he was closing down. He said, we talk about pressing. <laughs> yeah. He was going up and he just lost the rag, you know, and he got sent off in that particular... But he was definitely a, a massive... To bring that quality of player to Rangers Football Club at that particular time was great for Scottish football. And there's no doubt in that period, he was a big, big say. He changed, he revolutionised it. I mean, the England captain came. You know, Terry Butcher. Butcher. Um, Goffey coming back for Tottenham. Of course, from, from Tottenham. Tottenham captain, yeah. You know, you're Absolutely. saying you're, yeah. you're talking England captain. Yeah. Gary mm -hmm. Stephen just won the league. Trevor yeah. Stephen just won the league. Right. You know, all these players. And that would never have happened if Graham the goalkeeper. See, out of interesting. See, back then, mm -hmm. right? So, would would Rangers have been matching the type of salaries that were being yes. offered down south? Yes. 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 So that's but, a big difference to and, today. But remember, the English clubs weren't in Europe. Yeah. yeah, they weren't. They weren't allowed in Europe. Yeah, for but a they few were paying years, the same so. wages. Yeah, they were paying the same sure. wages. Yeah. Listen, that's what I say to these boys now. If you're getting the same wages, if Kieran Tierney was getting the same wages at Celtic as he was getting at Arsenal, mm. he'd play at Celtic. Yep. that's fact. But it's just so vast, mm. you know, the, the difference. You just can't knock it. But it doesn't matter if you're the biggest Celtic or biggest Rangers supporter. It's just fact. You know, what I mean, there's youth people look after their families. I as keep well. saying you, you, you know yourself. Your youth players in England getting more than ninety-five percent of the players. 
in the Premier League here. Yeah. Mm. Scary. Youth players. Not, not talking about first year. I'm yeah. talking youth players. Wow. At 95% more than the, the boys at this top football club's up here. I mean, the the championship, they're struggling financially just now. The, the uh, debts are over a billion, well over a billion pounds. We're talking about the Jim Ratcliffe. They reckon it'll be about five billion now to buy Manchester United. The gulf between the Premier League and the rest of England and also with us. And when you see the new deal, which apparently 150 million pounds over five years, yeah. that's what Norwich Burnley got one yeah, of them yeah, yeah, for yeah, going down. Million. Anyway, it's mm. different in England. Um, who's going to win it in England? Still Man City, we think. Can Man anyone? Man, nobody to, can catch them. It has to be Man City, although I did say Liverpool won it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez> <laughs> after two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> We've only got a minute and a half left. Is your squad strong enough? Craig, looking at you, do you think for Rangers just now? I know it's going to be a massive week. We'll know yeah. more. Well, no more. Well, in, in terms of the return leg to PSV, yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. I, I look. I, I think um, Rangers can go through. Mm-hmm. I think that PSV are the favourites. Yeah. Um, Rangers have got to be at their best. Mm-hmm. They really have to. I hope they get through, but I don't think they will. Really? Yeah. That's that's. I, I genuinely watching that the other evening there, and it's a difficult place to go. Greg will tell you, it's a difficult place to go and play. You know, the you talk about the atmosphere at Ibrox. There's a good atmosphere there. You know, they're not obviously not allowed with many Rangers fans in there. And it's a sort of flip this time, isn't mm. it? About playing your home game. Mm. I'd, have, I'd, been, I'd been more comfortable if I'd been Ibrox, for sure. We said that before the first leg. You know, but would rather it flipped around the other way. You know, because that's proved a big point for Rangers over the piece. But still in it, Craig, and it's massive. When you see pot one, Eintracht Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And that probably, you know, you feel Rangers. Most yeah. people thought, anyway, that was then, wasn't it? Yeah. That was in Seville. It's gone. Got to put that out of their mind. But the advantage, if Rangers could get through mm-hmm. the £40 million. Pounds. Oh, big, big money. And, and gives you a lot of opportunity and continually being able to attract top talent to your football club. Craig, thanks so much. You'll join us next week. You'll be on early in the week. And Peter, back again next week as Thank well. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Look Thanks forward so much, Thank Peter you. Grant, Craig Moore, Cheers. Paul Cooney. We're back tomorrow night at five with Barry and Mark.